Mushroom, this is some of my best work. I'm your host, Jane Rocker. The memory Emma Donovan has of her grandmother, dressed for the train journey to visit her family, is one that inspired the song Pink Skirt, which she considers some of her best work with the putbacks. Skirt was the demo title, and as Emma explains, the putbacks have a habit of using in jokes to title their demo songs, but this one simply stuck. As a single mother managing two young children and her career, she found herself at a crossroads. Would she move back to her family in New South Wales or stick it out in Melbourne pursuing her love of music? Thankfully, she's chosen Melbourne. And word is we can expect at least a few more studio albums from her in the coming years, as soon as next year, we're told. Emma's choice for this episode is steeped in family, inspired by older and younger generations. It's from the 2020 album Crossover, from Emma Donovan and the Putbacks. Their latest album is Under These Streets, released in September 2021. Here it is, some of Emma Donovan's best work, pink skirt. Emma, thank you so much for taking part in some of my best work to talk about a very beautiful song of yours, Pink Skirt. It's a track that's taken many years to write. Can you take us through why you've chosen this song? Yeah, the main reason why I've chosen Pink Skirt is it's a song that for me, is a pinpoint of like where I really, I really am in my life, and a changing point in my life, I guess. Like the year that um I lost my mum, I I became a mum, you know, and and my mum, bless her, she she was really sick. I nursed her. She had um she had pancreatic cancer. We had a good year with her before she left. She met my daughter. Um, my daughter was about yeah three to four months. And, you know, she was, she was with me, um, in the birth. She was pretty sick and I knew she was gonna, she was gonna pass. So I don't know, it was just a big time in my life, um, you know, losing my mum and becoming a mum. And so I've always, um, I went into that whole thing of like writing, writing music. And yeah, I found myself, um, you know, thinking of my grandmother, thinking of, you know, my daughter and how, you know, she would have this memory of her nan. Um, how am I going to explain memories and or show her stuff? You know, I've got lots of show her actually now. Um, and there's two now. <laughs> yeah. So Emma, take us from, and as you say, they are huge things that you've just sort of rattled off in a sentence, but nursing your mother, being pregnant, having your own, well, your first child then. Yeah. So in terms of then writing this song, tell us when you started working on it and why it was important to finish it. It was important for me to finish it because um, I wanted to just, you know, pay homage and, you know, have have that kind of song where my daughter can look back on um, and listen and hear, you know, hear a little yarn or story about her great nan um, and and my mother. You know, writing it was, it just came, I guess. It just came to me when I was, you know, playing around with the lyrics. The first verse is just starting off with my my memories of my grandmother. Um, when we used to live in Sydney and she used to come down on the coast on, on this train. So I had this idea of a train, like a train ride. Could you tell me 
where you live in Melbourne or give us some context of what was happening in 2020. I mean, you've obviously explained what was happening personally. Does that mean that that, that writing music became harder because you were dealing with so much more or did what you write about turn out differently? Yeah, I think what I wrote about turned out differently. Um, it made more sense to, you know, it was different writing because I, I was a mum. I think I write different when you when you have children and you have them experiences, your life changes, you know, and and there's all these responsibilities and, you know, you're a parent. So there was all of that and there's stuff that I've, you know, I've wanted for so long too and I never thought I'd do because of music. Mum always told me, you know, um, oh, geez, Ems, you know, are you ever going to have kids or are you ever going to settle down, like, you know, yeah so into the music and everything I suppose that like most of this tune it was easy kind of to go okay I've had this little break um with the putbacks you know we recorded Dawn in 2014 or 15 released I had that big break and you know and then it was just time to get into it <laughs> and so then tell me the way you work when it comes to writing the lyrics I guess I, I'm always like writing I'm always writing playing around with lyrics and I've always got something that I'm working on. That's something I, um, yeah, I think I've gotten, um, since I met the putbacks, it's something that i kind of gotten in the habit of doing. Like, you know, the putbacks have got, um, you know, with this last record we've done, I keep talking about this thing called The Vault, which is just the online stuff that I can access of all the putbacks, you know, their jams and their all of their ideas. And even if two are, like, hanging out and playing, and rehearse, you know, we have a rehearsal and we end up jamming. There's this, like, little vault that we can access. And so I thought, oh, I've got to match that. <laughs> you know, like, when I turn up to play or, you know, mess around with tunes, I know, I know we're always going to mess around with tunes at rehearsals, um, I've got to be on my game, you know. So I just got in the habit of that now, of just, yeah, every week just fluffing around with lyrics. And sometimes I can't even sleep. I know I've got to get up and write. So tell me a little about, why you've chosen this song as some of your best work, Emma. Like, what does it represent to you? It could be sonically. I know what it means to you emotionally and spiritually. Even sonically in terms of, of, of where you took the sound or, or what you achieved with the song. Oh, I love it. I think it's like, you know, when I think about collaboration, like music music collaborations, I think this is that, um, that time, you know, when you have that moment with your with the band and people that you love to play music with where you go, oh, we just know each other. You know me, I know you, I don't have to explain anything. I'm just going to sing this lyric or I'm going to play with this and this is what, how I feel. And sometimes you don't even have to talk much. It just kind of happens. And I think, you know, that's my relationship with a lot of the members of the putback. There's so many songs that, that you can do that with and, and this was one of them. So tell us a little about what was happening on the album that this song comes from? So a lot of it was um, my tribute to my mum. And I, I guess like, you know, almost like letters and, and just like me yarning, you know, about things that I didn't probably yarn to her about, like when she was ready to go. Like I was just out of respect. I didn't want to ask her all these, you know, things that I wanted to know. I, there were certain things I just, you know, was trying to work out. And um, I guess I, you know, it was my way of kind of doing it in music. Um, but, yeah, most of the album is like, you know, tribute to her. She's like the matriarch and the queen of the whole family, not just my mum. She's a grandmother. But she took on a big important role um, after my nana passed. And she, she's she got five brothers. So she was like the other nana to all of her family. 
So it's just like most of the album is like around, you know, just that morals and the respect that we have as family, uh, in our family, like when some, a big loss like that happens, you know, all the, all of the things that happen around that, um, you know, that took place, even just space and trying to find yourself again. I think that's a lot of, of what crossover was, but, and also just reflecting on old times. Mm. How would you say that what you do through music carries a lot of your connection to your mum and your grandmother? I mean, I, I wonder if that presents itself through through you and, and your songwriting. Yeah, and I guess like, you know, the other woman that I, I listen to the most and I always have this encouragement or guts to tell them stories about them connections to our mothers and our aunties is only Ruby Hunter, like, you know, the way she used to write, and I remember just her beautiful messages, uh, you know, from one Aboriginal woman or a woman to another woman. These are the kind of some of the things that I kind of, you know, what, you know wanted to continue, like, with my writing. And so it's easy for me to do that. I mean, my mum was a single mum when she raised us. And yeah. I, I'm now, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of doing it on my own with my little girls. So it's it's all these little things that you just, yeah, I see a lot of myself um, in my kids. <laughs> it's easy to write about that. Yep. What about being in the studio and working on the album, this particular song, and anything that you can remember, whether you recorded it in a take, did it come quickly, did it need lots of takes? You know, this this tune, um, most of the melody in, you know, the verses, I just, you know, had an idea of, of singing it. And I think it was Mavo, Simon Maven. He was like fleshing out some, you know, really beautiful chords and he just got it. He just, he was like, Ems, <laughs> you know, we'll follow you, you know, and then, and then, you know, suggested some other things for, um, the, you know, the, you know, out, uh, you know, outside the verses, but at the verses. And then from what I can remember, like when we were, you know, having, having a play of it, like, is this a typical put back thing where everybody jumps on and yeah, just enjoys that moment. I loved hearing the drum parts that um, that Rory McDougall put down, or his, you know, his feel for it, because I just felt like, you know, I was, I was telling them, Mob, I said, Nan used to come on a train, and it was funny, like she used to come and she'd come down with a pillowcase. She never used to have a bag. She wear these old thongs and this pink dress, and just had this perfect like image of her at this at this station, always meeting her. And there was that kind of like feeling of like I was telling the putbacks, like when you're young and teenage you kind of get a bit shy or ashamed of your nan like her appearance of how she is and ashamed of her you know like of how she might look in public around mob and I used to say I'd say that to him she'd come on the on the train and they'd go back and forth all the time on these on these long trains that were called the country link trains so um you know I was telling them that and then when dudes played that that you know that that vibe um the, of, the, of the train I just yeah and I loved it maybe anything that you've taken from pink skirt whether it's your approach to the way you wrote it that you've taken forward you know particularly anything that might be evident on the latest album as well yeah, it's that celebration of new life, celebrating um, my daughter. Um, I made sure that I, I, you know, I wrote um, a verse that, you know, spoke about her. I, I called my daughter Judigo, which is named after a, a beautiful um, tree 
back home in um you know it's like a bottle bottle brush native tree when you know when I think about that way forward I mean I've got another daughter now um I've got to I definitely write her her song but this was her, this was Judy's song and her connection you know through me and and my my mum and my my nan and yeah just celebrating them beautiful women you know in in her life Tell us a little about you getting ready on stage to perform or even the first time that you remember performing this song to an audience. I think I remember like, I think what I remember the most every time I perform this song song is um, that connection I get when I hear the intro of it. Um, You know, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an intro, you know, before I, I kind of come on, but it's that time for me to kind of, you know, it's like it's almost like that little train trip home, you know, the Nam Bucket's like, okay, I'm here now. Yeah, let's sing this, you know. There's no yeah, particular time that I feel that. I think that's every time that we play it. How do you feel reflecting on that? It's not even that long ago that you went through all this, but where do you place all that feeling? Does performing help you sort of get through that? Yeah, performing definitely um, helps me get through it, you know, and and also, you know, the relationship that I have um, with the putbacks, that feeling that I get on stage with them um, helps me get through lots of things um, in my life. Um, I think that um, there's, you know, it sounds almost a little bit, you know, cheese, um, cheesy, you know, about this whole, about the whole thing, you know, with music and collaborations, but I think that we really do have something special. There's a lot of respect and there's a, you know, it's this beautiful space, whether we're in the studio or even, you know, playing live, it's kind of always the same feelings that are there. Reflecting on the last couple of years, what have you learned most about yourself in that time? I guess um, in this time I was still kind of finding my feet, um, you know, just after we released Crossover. There was that time for me now to go, okay, where, you, where do you want to be, Ems? Uh, where do you want to sit? I was actually doing the toss-up between going back to Nambucca Heads, you know, in a place like that um, or, or, or coming to Melbourne and being closer to the putbacks where I knew I would, you know, press record a lot more and, you know, hopefully get gigs. But, yeah, you know, with everything that's happened, happened with the pandemic, it, you know, seemed like I... I came all the way to Melbourne and then I, I hung, you know, sat, sat around and, you know, was dreaming of, of going back home, like even, you know, missing salt water. What a time to relocate. Had you ever been based here before that? Yeah, I lived here for, so like before my mum got sick, I lived here for years. Um, this was like a return for me to come back after four or five years, you know. So it was kind of like now or never. I just thought, you know, I've got to get, I've got to get across the border and get closer to the putbacks. What reaction you got from audiences, fans, or just any accolades from the industry about this song? Um, anyone sort of gave you that extra strong pat on the back to say, "Wow, this is this is something." Uh, it's funny you say that because um, I always, you know, especially after Mum went, I always look around for my uncles, you know, to. You know, and, and sometimes with family, you feel like you don't get the acknowledgement or you don't, you know, they're, they're watching and listening, but they never say much, you know. But I think after um, I did the crossover album, 
um, the biggest, you know, hey, sis, you've done a good job, um, or hey, niece, you know, lo- love them new songs, love Pink Skirt, um, came from my family. Yeah, so that, that was a big deal for me. What about titling a Pink Skirt? Was that always going to be the title, Emma? No, it wasn't actually. The putbacks, when we make demos before we get in the studios, it's funny, like they have a whole bunch of like different demo names and some of them are funny, like it's a, it's always an in-house joke and I didn't want to call it Pink Skirt. I was just trying to, you know, rename it and think of, like that was the demo name and I think it was Mickey Ma, Michael Ma, who said, oh, no, Ems, leave it as Pink Skirt. <laughs> so we did. And you did, okay. I know you haven't had a chance to perform the last couple of years, but wh- when was the last time that you did play this song? Can you remember? Yeah, I, I can. Um, and it, it was when I made that decision where I went, okay, now if I'm going to do this gig, I may as well stay here and look around for a place. And it was over at the Malt House. They had the, the series of, um, you know, different artists and that playing, playing there. They had that, you know, open space on the side. But we did. It was the first time we played Crossover. Look, I can't remember too many of we might have had maybe a handful of gigs after that. But I do remember playing um Pink Skirt that night, um, coming back to Melbourne, being at the Malt House and just, you know, the open air and, and seeing the city, you know, the, the silhouette of the of the of Melbourne City itself and going, oh, I'm home. Beautiful. Emma, thank you so much for taking part in some of my best work and taking us through making pink skirt and and why it's such a significant song for you no thanks so much if you're enjoying the show tell a friend or leave a review on apple podcasts you can get early and ad free episodes by becoming a subscriber check out the episode notes for more information or the mushroom channel in apple podcasts I'm Jane Rocker. Thanks for listening.